Welcome to College Sports Conversations presented by the NCAA. I'm Corbin McGuire. As part of celebrating 50 years of Title IX, the NCAA has featured a number of women athletes, coaches, administrators, and stakeholders whose lives have been greatly impacted by the law enacted in 1972. On February 1st, National Girls and Women in Sports Day, I had the opportunity to sit down with one of those women to talk about her journey from student athlete to director of athletics. Michelle Morgan was a former Division III student athlete at St. Thomas, Minnesota, where she played ice hockey. She is currently the director of athletics at John Carroll University and was recently named the commissioner of the Atlantic Hockey Association and College Hockey American, beginning in April. In our discussion, Michelle shared her perspective on Title IX and the women who inspired her, her time as a college athlete, her career path, and her advice for women who want to thrive in the industry. Here is our conversation. Well, Michelle, thanks for joining us. We're obviously recording this on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. So can you tell us a little bit about what that day means to you? To me, National Girls and Women's in Sports Day is really a celebration of where we've been and truly where we're going. Um, I'm a product of being a former student athlete, but really being a female administrator working in collegiate athletics now is really because of all of the women that have paved a way for me. And it's my job to keep that door open um, and let's make sure we celebrate it. When you think about the women who have impacted your life and your career, who inspires you? Who comes to mind? Who inspires me? Um, my mama. I come from a strong line of women that have uh, definitely uh, made sure that there was some tough love and, and I had a strong background and knew you know, where my moral compass was. But um, I, when I started in collegiate athletics, I worked for uh, a woman that had been in the industry forever and she truly was um, a product of Title IX that had every job under the sun. You know, she worked in the equipment room and she was a coach and she was an administrator. Um, and she really took me under her wing. And her name was Joanne Andreg. She's since retired. Um, but really, my time at St. Thomas coming into this industry and coming into collegiate sports really um, helped show me um, how hard she had to work for where she was um, and really um, gave me a lot of gratitude and perspective to make sure that um, I appreciate where I am and, and know that it wasn't for the work of many before me. When you think about the Title IX and just the impact it's had on college sports, how do you kind of narrow it down to your life and the impact it's had on you? I wouldn't be where I am today without Title IX. Um, as a former student athlete, um, I grew up actually playing boys high school hockey because there wasn't opportunities. Um, that since has changed. Um, but then, you know, having the opportunity to, to play on a women's team in college, I played ice hockey for four years in college, um, and then really um, having a, a voice and a seat at the table um, as I climbed the ranks as an athletic administrator and being an SWA and now ultimately an athletic director, um, that would not be the case if it weren't for Title IX. What are some of those life lessons that you learned as a student athlete that you now apply in your work as an administrator and in your work with student athletes? Being a, being a former student athlete, I think I draw on those experiences and those life lessons every day and, and being in a leadership role on a campus and um, really the ability to um, understand what our young people are going through. Life looks a lot different, especially post-COVID, but you know, it's, it's the aspect of, of being resilient and coming back and um, knowing that, that 
failure or a loss isn't always, you know, the, the end result, right? There, there are lessons in that that are embedded um, that sometimes we have to peel back the layers and say, okay, this is going to give me some character and some life experience that I'm going to draw on later in life. It might be difficult. Um, but really the ability to, to connect with our young people and watch them grow on that journey from 18 to 22 um, and, and see what great things they do in the world is, is pretty impactful. That totally makes sense. Thanks for sharing your perspective there. Going back to your time as a student athlete, when you think about that time, was this career path your vision for your career or did it kind of take a turn along the way? Um, I thought when I was in high school, um, I was afforded the opportunity to um, be introduced to sport and the business side of sport, in particular in hockey. Um, I started my career in pro sports. I started my career working in the NHL and the NFL. Um, and then I kind of said, hey, what about this collegiate space? Let me explore this a little bit better. So I never set out to be an athletic director. Um, my path has kind of carved day by day as I commit myself to the work that I do. Um, but really finding, I, I found a lot of meaning in the work that I get to do um, and, and watching young people grow, um, developing our coaches, developing our student athletes, because that develops me just as much. And, and that's really what fills my cup is to see the success that these people achieve, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whatever is important to them and however they measure success, it's the ability to come back and say, wow, uh, that was pretty special that I got to share that moment of your life with you. As you look at the, the landscape of college athletics, now that you've come from student athlete to administrator, just what, what's your perspective on the challenges facing this industry right now? And like, what would your message be to those who might not see the value of college athletics? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, so I'll do my best. Um, you know, I think the aspect of college sports teaches life lessons. You know, we have, as an athletics administrator on a college campus, so many employers come to us and say, do you have people with these skill sets, right? And a lot of our athletes do, and they're looking for um, you know, a workforce with, of, of people and young people that, that have developed those skills and can be self-starters and can be motivators and et cetera. Um, you know, and so that's why we've, we've got this pipeline of sorts that people often come to athletics. Um, you know, I think the world that we live in today is changing far greater and far faster than we ever have known it in the history of, you know, what we know the NCA to be and our member institutions up until this point. And so I think that um, with due diligence and with very purposeful conversations and action and thoughtful approaches, we're going to navigate through these choppy waters right now. But we might not look the same coming out at the other end, and that's okay, because I think our greatest asset in this is to be nimble and to be flexible with the world that's changing around us to keep the health and safety of our student-athletes at the forefront, but also to ensure that we're doing things for the right reasons and that we're keeping you know, the, the, the lives of our young people um, at the forefront and, and moving forward with, with that in mind. You've obviously came through Division Three as a student athlete, and you know now as an administrator. And I know the the motto of that division is YD three. But for you, what 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 does that motto mean, and um, what makes the division so special to you? Yeah. So YD three, the tagline that we often use in Division Three um, for quite some time. I think that um, people don't fully understand the essence of Division Three until they've been immersed in it. 
Um, I'm biased. I, I came up as a student athlete in Division Three. I've worked for Division Three institutions, um, and it's about the people, right? It's about people that are there for the right reasons that aren't, um, you know, um, their priorities are academics first and the balance of being a student athlete, but also having. Um, you know, a life that is involved in community, whether that be in jobs or internships, whether that be in community service, um, but really to have a very robust lens of that collegiate experience. And I think that that was, that I, I know that's what was important to me to, to, you know, I wanted to do a lot of different things in addition to sport. Um, and that was a platform and an opportunity that allowed for me. And I see that day to day in our young people um, that you know want to do a little bit of everything, but really find sport important, and and want to continue in that discipline, and continue to you know hone their craft and learn those life lessons and compete at a high level, um, and and Division three allows them that opportunity. Yeah, totally agree there. Um, a lot of unique schools and opportunities, um, and it definitely is a unique um, place for college athletics. Tell us about um, a little bit about your experience as the NCAA's Pathway Program. We know you're an alum. Um, how would you characterize uh, the impact that program had on your career? The Pathway Program, really, uh, it's, it's a boot camp for being an athletic administrator. And, um, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And that really changed my life. Not only the people that I went through that program with are lifelong friends still to this day, um, I've had administrators that I've worked with that are now in the program or have gone through the program, and it, it just makes my heart so happy to see what opportunities that they're going to have because I know what it did for my life. Um, I go back and I still look at notes and, and draw on those um, very powerful experiences, but I think the, the aspect of such a small cohort model that is a year-long experiential environment um, really allows colleagues to be vulnerable, and it allows us to understand our differences. But then that's also what makes those relationships so strong to go back to and say, hey, I don't know how to navigate through this. Have you ever done this? And I know in confidence I have people I can trust because it's pretty lonely at the top when you get to that chair. Um, and that, that program I owe so much, so much to um, because it would not have prepared me for the chair that I sit in today. If, if I had not gone through the Pathway program. And more broadly, I know you've been a part of other leadership development events, both um, as a participant, but also as a facilitator and someone who's kind of given back to that, that group of programs um, later in your career. Um, more broadly, just what does leadership development offer the association and what can you just say about the work that that, that group does um, for member schools, student-athletes, uh, administrators, anyone who's looking to advance their career? The programming that leadership development offers at the NCA is really um, a great opportunity for people of all different levels and all different experiences to tap into um, to try to level up in what's next. It also opens doors to figure out what might be possible, what other aspects of sport and administration or coaching might be available that they might not have been exposed to. Um, but it also allows for representation and building pipelines for people that might not always have the opportunity, whether it be in ethnic minorities, whether it be by gender. Um, and so those opportunities I'm grateful for and being a product of through leadership development and what the NCAA offers and pours into us as members uh, to help us step up our game. We'll end on this note. Just what, what would your advice be uh, for any young female administrators who 
might want to follow a path like yours into college athletics and try to be a leader um, in that next wave of administrators, of coaches, just what would you tell them or what do you tell them? Great question. I feel like students ask me this often. So what I tell uh, young people that want to get in this industry is um, use the title of student to your advantage, right, before you need that job to build your network, to have a cup of coffee with somebody, to pick somebody's brain, um, but to be respectful of their time, right, to be prepared with when you have the opportunity to sit down with somebody, um, what are those questions? What do you want to get out of it? Um, Because people's lives are busy. Um, write thank you notes. I'm, I'm a sucker for handwritten thank you notes. I love that. It's a lost art. Um, but in, the, in that same breath, right, it's, um, it's okay to not know what, exactly what you want to do. I didn't know I wanted to be an athletic director until I was 30-something years old. Um, and I ended up here, and I love it, right? And it's changed my career path. Um, and so I think it's, it's being intentional about the relationships and the network Um, and and really um, asking for help before you need it. Well, Michelle, I can't thank you enough for the time. Um, It was really a great honor and uh, privilege just to hear your perspective and your journey, and I know others um, will benefit from just listening to to some of your experiences. So thank you so much. Um, Really appreciate it. That does it for this edition of the College Sports Conversations, presented by the NCAA. We hope you've enjoyed hearing about Michelle's journey and all of the aspects that have helped prepare her along the way to becoming a leader in college sports. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to talking to you again.